This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back after the wonderful long Jubilee weekend. Uh, Isn't it great to be back at work? Yeah, of course it is. Well, I've got a great interview for you today. You're going to love this one. It's full of energy. Grab your cup of tea. Are you ready? This is Teachers Talk Radio, and I'm Holly King-Mand. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in live to Teachers Talk Radio. Or you might even be listening back to this on one of the places that you get your listening things. So it might be Spotify or iMusic or um, or one of those other kinds of places. So it's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. What a joy. And to get us um, in that cheerful weekend vibe, uh, I've got a great conversation for you today. Um, this was actually a conversation that I had on Thursday last week but a few tech problems held me back, held my guest back, and we instead recorded the conversation, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to share it with you today. So the guest that I interviewed last week was James Partridge, and he is the face and sound of Assembly Bangers. Now, if you have been living under a rock, you might not have heard of James Partridge's Assembly Bangers. Um, But over on Instagram and TikTok and even on Twitter as well, he's becoming increasingly popular for his uh, wonderfully simple um, uh, recordings, videos, uh, enjoyment, celebration of the assembly bangers, the assembly songs that we used to all sing at the top of our long lungs back in the day in our school halls. And they have a really wonderful uh, traditional quality to them, but also um, they're very evocative. They take us back to that time of being a child and having no worries. And um, uh, the, the videos are going from strength to strength because people are just really enjoying watching them and reminiscing. So I've got a great conversation with James. He gave me a <laughs> an Assembly Bangers intro quiz. Um, I'm not going to tell you how I did. You'll have to listen to the conversation and uh, check out my score. You can even play along yourself wherever you are with your cup of tea and uh, see if you can beat me. So over to my conversation with James. Um, So why don't you start by giving us a background of how you came into teaching and um, what and where you you teach now? Yeah, so, uh, well, both of my parents are teachers, actually. So I guess it's kind of in the blood. In the blood. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember when I was younger, I kind of said to myself, well, I, I don't know what I want to be, but the one thing I don't want to be is a teacher you know, when you're kind of 14 or whatever, sure. and uh, you don't want to do what your parents do. And then I realized, actually, no, this, this is this world I want to do, be an educator. Um, and so I, I'm i not a classroom teacher, actually. I teach singing and I teach piano and, and a few other things, music theory and all that kind of stuff. I teach currently in two different schools in London. Um, and I have a lot of private pupils and I do lessons online and all that kind of stuff. So I keep myself pretty busy. Um, Were your parents music teachers as well or did they teach other subjects? No, uh, neither of them are musical at all actually. They they both love music, especially my dad. He's a big fan of music, but uh, yeah, they're not musicians. Um, my dad actually teaches French and okay. Spanish <laughs> and my mum teaches English. So, or well, actually they just both retired. So um, <clears throat> yeah, they, they used to both teach. And uh, were they thrilled that you uh, became a teacher? Um, I think I think they were quite happy about it in a way because when I left uni, I went to work for a couple of music companies doing more kind of administrative stuff, and then I realised that it wasn't that fulfilling, and I really wanted to just get back into teaching. So I, I used to do a lot of um, teaching on some music courses. So 
there's like a summer it's called the Rodolphus uh singing course well it used to be called the Eton choral courses and it's for anyone you don't have to um audition for it you just need to apply and you you'll you'll get in and so I used to play the piano for that and run what they called consort groups where it'd be a group of about 10 people um and I'd teach harmony I'd teach barbershop kind of harmonies and sight reading and all that kind of stuff so that's how I kind of got into it so I started doing that when I was about 18 19 and I did that for about four or five years and then after kind of making the decision to leave the office and leave uh, the more administrative side of things uh, I then I had a, um, a singing gig with do you know Gareth Malone the uh, yes isn't he a, a like choir opera, master oh, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah 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 exactly so he formed his own choir and then uh through that I thought actually do you know what I I don't really want to be doing this office stuff anymore I want to really even though that was around music I wasn't being musical at all I wasn't teaching at all and and I just felt quite unfulfilled with that so I started teaching privately then I got a job at a couple of different schools and I've actually just started at a new school as of uh, the beginning of Easter term okay which is great wonderful um so you you did mention that you do some teaching online and um what some of our listeners might not know although i'm not sure where they've been if they've missed it but um you have become a little bit of a social media star i would say um with your your videos your your music videos so um how did that all begin for you? Where did that start? Uh, so all of the social media videos and all of that kind of stuff was born out of uh, lockdown, really, because I was doing from March 2020. We were all thrown into this crazy world of, well, as you very much well know, of online teaching and trying to get pupils engaged through YouTube or through um, Facebook or in my case, just through Zoom lessons, individual Zoom lessons, basically. Um, and then I thought after a while, actually, it got to Christmas of 2020. I thought, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on for. It could be a whole, another whole year of online lessons. So I thought maybe um, it would be a good idea to start recording some singing lessons and putting them on YouTube. And then eventually it took me a while to get to get around to it. But then I eventually put up a few of those and I thought I'll supplement those YouTube lessons with uh, this new app that people are talking about called TikTok, um, which I thought was just basically people dancing. And I, I definitely wasn't anywhere near the first person on it whatsoever. Um, but I thought, oh, I'll put a few singing singing lesson tips up there. And then I did a couple of kind of comedy sketches. And then I eventually, it was Easter last year and I thought, oh, I'll put up some Easter hymns and then that got quite a lot of views. And I thought, oh, that's interesting that people are still connecting with the, that sort of thing. So I had previously, uh, the week before, been in the pub with a few mates and had been talking about our favourite schools, school songs. And I had that in the back of my that, mind. I thought that's a topic that does seem yeah. to come up in the pub quite frequently yeah. amongst our generation. <laughs> Well, the thing is, it was my friend's wedding and he he actually had a a song that we used to sing quite a lot at school. And then we thought, oh, what other songs do we sing when we were younger? And then we kind of reminisced and we thought, imagine if there was some kind of top 10. So I put this uh, top 10 list of uh, school assembly bangers um, on on my TikTok page, thinking that it was so incredibly niche that only me and a few of my mates would find it amusing. And, you know, it's just yeah. a very small thing. Anyway, um, I started getting loads of views. And then I had a message from a teacher the next day that I I didn't know he'd just he'd just seen my stuff on um, uh, on TikTok and he'd shared it on Twitter. He said, "Oh, uh, just so you know, I posted your video on Twitter and it's got like a hundred thousand views." I thought, "What?" <laughs> and and the thing is, I I had Twitter. I've had Twitter for ten years or so, but um, I never I didn't really post a huge amount on it. And then all of a sudden, I was there were all these messages coming through. Um, he he basically had shared this video and was trying to tag me in it and so and then actually it was it was shared i'd i'd shared it on facebook as well and then the department for education actually shared it um so wow. and then okay you know and then and then and then loads and lots of other people started sharing it and um yeah it was, it was a properly kind of 
viral moment across all social media platforms, not not just TikTok. But um, I mean, the most amazing thing for me was just to see how how well people connected to those songs and and then it just kind of that kind of sparked a a year or you know a year and a half of various <laughs> TikToks and musical videos and things so it's been a great I saw, kind of I journey. saw that you were on um Loose Women. Yeah that's that's another one that it's, it's quite interesting with the social media um world because you put yourself out there and you don't know what's going to happen because it could be that no one sees it. It could be that everybody sees it. And once you've put something into the public domain, it's almost like it's not yours anymore. So um, I had a, a text from a friend saying, oh, my mum's watching Loose Women. And they said they're going to do, at the end of the show, they're going to do a, a feature on their favourite school assembly songs. So I thought, oh, that's, that sounds familiar as a, you know, as a concept. Yeah, of course. I, I wonder whether they've just seen my video and they wanted to do uh, something around it or whether they're actually going to feature it. Anyway, I was watching it and then all of a sudden they say, there's this singing teacher on TikTok called James Partridge and he's done his top 10 bangers and then they reacted to it. And I had no idea this was going to happen. And I didn't hear anything from then afterwards either. So, you know, it was just one of those things that happened. And uh, <laughs> did, you, did your jaw surreal. drop? Were you a bit like, uh, uh, that's me on Loose Women? <laughs> it, it was very bizarre. Um, I was also slightly disappointed that they uh, didn't know that many of them. Uh, they only knew a couple of the songs so uh, I've I seen the clip and there's yeah. some of them that they didn't know I thought are they are they winding us up they must know that one yeah. some of the obvious ones to be honest I think it might be a bit of a generational thing as well some of the some of the songs actually just I think are a bit newer so maybe for 80s and 90s kids it's that's what sure. they grew up with um but uh, maybe, maybe I think part of it also is a geographical thing. So some of the songs were sung all the time, like in the South, but I don't know, in Newcastle or Manchester or whatever, they may not have been sung. Um, so it's been interesting getting messages from people all around the, the UK kind of saying, oh, this is the one that we did all the time. Have you heard of it? And I said, never heard of that. <laughs> and like no one else I know has heard of it. Um, so. And I suppose like, it depends on the, the music teacher or the, the teacher coordinating the assemblies in the school at that time. You know, if they had a, a song that they liked, then that, you know, that was it. In, um, in school, one of my primary school teachers was a huge Beatles fan and we sang Yellow Submarine all the time, um, all the time, not Classic. just in assembly. Um, so I suppose their input, you know, if they like a song... Um, you know, and in middle school, Mr. Catsley used to always have us sing that, um, <laughs> God, totally inappropriate, um, but that um, I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a couple of drinks about an hour ago and oh, yeah. it gone straight to my head. That's this great. whole sort of year six class, you know, belting that out. But um, So, look, I, I asked you if we could have an intros quiz. Um, yes. Let's, let's have you uh, test me and the listeners on our assembly bangers knowledge all right so uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you a little introduction this is going to be the end of like a verse so it's what you might hear before you sing so i'm not going to give you the first line i'm actually going to give you the last line of the song okay right okay so this this might make it harder but let's see if you can do it okay um so this is the little snippet some of them might be very short let's see if you can get it this is the little snippet that you'll hear before you uh, start singing. So here we go. Here's here's the first one. That's what you're going to get for that one. So it sing Hosanna. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yes. it. Oh yeah. So then. <laughs> of course, so I know that one. <laughs> so you're here. Give me all in my land, keep me burning. And then, yes, yeah, wonderful. It. So, um, uh, for anyone listening, you kind of get the idea. So, I'm going to play the, the last line of the whole thing, and then it's as if you're about to start singing. Okay. So if you know the words, you can sing along. <laughs> you can pause it and sing along. Um, <laughs> all right, here's, here's the next one. Th these are all big tunes. Uh, so, hopefully, hopefully, you'll get it. So, And it's from the old I travel to the new. Travel to the new. That's it. Keep me traveling along with you. So after that, we'll go. 
One more step along the world I go. Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Nice. Good start. Good start. Is that two out of two? Two out of two. All right. Uh, Right. Here we go. So this is the the next ending slash intro. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> we didn't sing this one at school, but they sing this in the children's church service that my children go to. It's something about all of the different things in the world or the different animals. Am I wrong? You, uh, well, it's one of those ones that's got lots of verses. I'll give you the first line of it. It goes like this. Does Is that it help this at little all? light of mine? That's it. Oh, so it's it. totally not what I thought it was. Uh, I did okay. sing that all one right. at school. Okay. <laughs> Two out of three. Still, okay. I'm still I, on the app. I might make it. I might make it a little bit easier and just give you the first line. <laughs> you <laughs> might the, have to. That that was quite hard. That's quite a hard one. I thought that all would right. be an easy one for me. I loved that. Okay. Okay, so this is the first line now. ring any bells no <laughs> it's beautifully okay. played james but no oh, i don't recognize you. that one there may be that? people listening to this say, how can you not know this one probably uh, this, this is um called light up the fire also known as colors of day um i'll sing you a bit of the chorus okay so light up the fire and let the flame burn open the door let jesus return take seeds of his spirit let the fruit grow Tell the people of Jesus, let his love show. There we go. Beautiful. I don't know it at all. <laughs> okay, no problem. All right. So let's, uh, let's try this one. <laughs> I think you'll probably know this one. How could I not? Kumbaya. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's I was it. a brownie guide, and that was very popular in the brownies as well. This is a good crossover one because it's a uh, a school assembly classic, but also like a as you said, brownie guides, uh, scout camp sing along. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe okay. that could be your next, uh, you know, <laughs> step away from the assembly bangers and go down the sort of like the campfire songs as that, well. <laughs> do you know what? It's it's funny you say that because the last video I posted before the wedding craziness came up was called. Um, it was the it was the sing along one. Everywhere we go, yes. You know that. So, yeah. uh, and then I did another one, which was I don't know if you ever did this. It was uh, it's like a repeat after me song. It goes say boom chicka boom, and then the other person says boom chicka boom. I saw the video. No, didn't do no. that one. No, but okay. but everywhere we go, yes, definitely. Yes. And I I actually I, I like rocking that one out with my children when we go out for the day. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give you a. Um, an exclusive because the next the next one of those campfire type videos I'm going to do is called My Ship Sailed from China. I don't know if you ever sang that. No, it, I don't think so. You, this is one which has been like living in the back of my mind since I was about like nine and I was on scout camp. And I was, I was actually doing it as a warm up in school uh, last week. And the cello teacher who teaches next door rushed into the room and said, what is that song that you're playing? And I said, oh, it's called My Ship Sailed from China. And she's um, I think in her 50s and she said I haven't heard that since I was a little girl back in the 70s or whatever and um, and she said can you please send me the words for that and then I saw I played it to her she said wow I've, that's completely taking me back I've not heard that I'm going to call my sister and tell her about this song because it's just opened all these memories um, which was a really lovely thing that's to amazing hear. and that's you know some of the messages I've been getting about these school assembly songs anyway I'll play you a bit of this and see if anyone recognizes this so it goes my ship sailed from China with a cargo of tea all laden with treasures for you and for me they brought me a fan just imagine my bliss when I found myself fanning like this like this and it's got about eight <laughs> verses and you keep adding action so you're fanning yourself you're brushing your hair you're um 
I do remember I do remember that but I I think that was a brownie one rather than a school assembly one for me yeah it was it was um, yeah for sure yes I do remember that so come on then let's give give me another okay. intro I'm I'm ready all right this is another one which is a bit of a call and response it goes like this I know this you got it what do you think um, I don't know what it, this is it, you don't know what they're called because yeah. you just bang them <laughs> <Yeah>. in assembly <laughs> yeah. with an overhead projector. Um, is it go something like from the elephant yes. Yes. to the da da da, like comparing different things? This is from the tiny ant. Type from the tiny from ant. From the tiny ant. And then you, it's kind of another repeat after me song. All right, next one. This is more a slightly more traditional one. the first bird that's it yeah you got it morning is broken morning is that what it's broken. called yeah that's what it's called yes lovely okay i'll give you i've got a uh, i think a i'm on about four out of six or something now something like that i'll give something you like i'll that. give you a few more <laughs> okay this is this is a, a song that um i posted and i again thought this was extremely niche and no one would remember it and it's got about three nearly three million views on tiktok <laughs> so this is uh here's a song see if you know this one yes who put the colors in the rainbow that's the one is it I, is it niche i that's I, that's an I assembly know. banger for me I, I i don't know i guess that somehow we all had the same experience as a child <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I just love that one. It's so kind of upbeat and I don't know, happy go lucky, I guess. Yeah. Okay, let's give you let's give you a couple more. Let's give you a couple more. See how you do. Uh... Yes. wherever you may be lord uh lord lord of the dance lord of the dance i am the lord <laughs> of the dance said he that's the one <laughs> wonderful okay excellent i think i've got now uh five out of seven boom okay uh all right let's give you let's give you another another one which is uh should be very well known i'm just going to give you that uh he's got the whole world in his hands <laughs> that's the one uh again this has got about 20 verses um and all the actions as well okay so what are we on are we on eight now uh yes we that was eight so i've got uh six out of eight okay good work let's see if you know this one that's the intro i'll play you a bit more Like I should know this, but I, I, I can't place it. Of course it goes. Oh, I mustn't forget. No, I mustn't forget. To say a great big thank you, I mustn't forget. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it. No, that's, okay. uh, that's called Autumn Days. Um, yeah, that's that's a, a fan favourite, actually. That a lot really? of people love that one. Yeah, it really is interesting, like you say, how yeah. some you know, thousands, if not millions, of <laughs> views on songs like that, and then some of us have just never heard it before. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. I feel like this is a good education, though, in, in yeah. children's songs and assembly <laughs> songs. All right. Okay. Final one. Let's see if you know this. This is the uh, first. Shine, Jesus, shine. Yes, you got it. Yes. <laughs> no, I was just going to keep going until, until you got it. Um, amazing so i think i scored eight out of ten how would you rate that i i would say that was pretty good i think 
I think um, there's a couple of ones there that, again, I th I think they're niche, but then everyone knows them. So I think you did really well with that. Thank you, James. Amazing. Okay, right. What we're going to do now is head over to the news and our wonderful sponsors. And when we come back from that, I'll be talking to James in more detail about um, traditional assembly music, how it's changed, you know, how we use it now, and um, just some more great Teachers Talk Radio conversation. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. According to a report in The Independent, schools have begun giving free breakfast to all students sitting exams in an effort to support the rising numbers of families struggling with the cost of living crisis. Head teachers have said that to ensure that no one falls through the cracks, they have decided for the first time to offer free breakfast to pupils taking exams. Pep Delazio, head teacher of a secondary school in Sheffield, said... We have gone over and above this year. We call it a warm-up and it is just literally preparing for the exam so we know they're good to go before the papers are out and before they go into the exam hall. A government spokesperson said, A nutritious breakfast at the start of the day can help a pupil's attainment and behaviour. Our national school breakfast programme, backed by by up to £24 million for two years, is helping children in disadvantaged areas start the day with a healthy meal. We encourage all schools to use their increased core schools and recovery funding to help children and young people according to their needs, including with breakfast clubs.
In Scotland, the EIS Union, which represents around 80% of Scotland's teaching professionals, is hosting its AGM this week. With the recently launched Pay Attention campaign, which calls for a 10% pay rise for teachers amid the cost of living crisis taking centre stage. A rally is expected to take place on Saturday afternoon as part of the pay increase campaign. EIS General Secretary Larry Flanagan said, Now in its 175th year, the EIS is the largest teaching union in Scotland, the oldest national organisation of this type in the world. The EIS AGM is one of the key events in the calendar of Scottish education and always sparks considerable debate on the issues facing our education system. This year's event is the first physical AGM that the EIS has held for three years as a consequence of the COVID pandemic. Following two years of online meetings, our members will be looking forward to reacquainting themselves with colleagues in person and engaging in lively debate on the key issues facing Scottish education. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello! We all buy a lot of stuff online. It's easier, more convenient, but finding the best price can be difficult. This week, let's talk about comparing prices and are reduced prices really a bargain? Without boring you with the law on price dropping, basically, shops have to have had a product on sale at a higher price for a substantial time in the past six months to allow them to claim a price drop. If you research this, you'll see a lot of hits on the 28-day rule. 28 consecutive days being considered a substantial amount of time. If you're shopping on site like Amazon, for instance, there's a website that'll show you the past sale prices of a product. It's called Camel Camel Camel. That's three camels with no spaces. You can even set up a free account to send you a notification when a price drops. If you're shopping elsewhere, there's lots of price comparison sites around to help you find the best price. A simple search for price comparison will give you a huge list. My advice is find one you understand and trust and start saving. Do you have a favourite price comparison website? Why not get in touch at the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Welcome back from the news and our sponsors and welcome back to James Partridge, our fascinating and entertaining guest that we have on Teachers Talk Radio today. Uh, so we've been talking about assembly bangers. Um, James, who came up with assembly bangers? Is that just what you and your friends called it when you were talking about it that first time or does everyone call them assembly bangers? Well, I guess at, at that age, we weren't allowed to go to nightclubs and stuff like that. So for us, they, they would have been the, the equivalent of the, the big <laughs> the banging tunes. tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Although I think I think on on Radio One, probably about 10 years ago or something, a DJ did some kind of remix of a couple of, uh, of assembly songs and they put school assembly bangers. And I think that's probably just been living in the back of my mind somewhere. Do you spell it with a, um, a Z or a Z on the end or an S? I think if you were going full, full 90s cheese, <laughs> it would have to have a Z at the end, yeah. Amazing. Um, so do primary schools still do assemblies and you know these bangers in the same way they did in the 80s and 90s? Has, has anything changed? Well, I, I mean, the last two years have meant that a lot of schools have either stopped doing singing assemblies or they've put them on hold for a while. So I guess over the last couple of years, we've not been able to get a whole school singing together. So I'm hoping that that hasn't stopped schools from restarting it. Um, I know the schools that I teach in, they sing in assemblies. And one of the schools in particular does do these old school bangers, as you might call it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's a slightly different because when we used to sing, we used to have a, an overhead projector with all the words on it and you'd have someone in charge of replacing the acetate you know the the sheet with all the words that had been drawn by the music teacher 
Um, and th that feels really old fashioned now, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> laughable yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess that was probably used in the 80s and 90s, that method. And then, yes, since computers and smart boards and things like that, we've had the words up on a screen and backing tracks and things like that. So um, I think a lot of schools do still sing. But another another thing that should be probably mentioned is actually how religious a lot of these songs were. We I didn't even realize that until I went back and I've been singing them on TikTok lives and all that kind of stuff and recording these videos. I think actually they are very openly religious. And I think that's something that a lot of schools have moved away from. Um, and so there are some songs that aren't as overly religious that are probably used more. And I think a number of schools probably use pop songs now or songs like, I don't know, Hallelujah or even like Katy Perry and stuff, their song in, in, in school assemblies or uh, Justin Timberlake. So I think it's kind of an interesting mix that schools sing now, which I think is is great. And um, and it's, it's great to have the inclusivity of the, the newer songs as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I saw, um, I'm not sure if it was um, um, ICT with Mr P or Dynamic Deputies, but uh, one of the sort of social media teacher faces um, was doing the climb um, in assembly with the kids and it was nice. just so beautiful to listen to them them singing it and I suppose that sort of message in songs and um, my stepdaughter sang um, I'm Only Human the Rag and Bone um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man song um, so I think any of those songs that have that message or that type of mm. message um, are, are perfect assembly fodder aren't they uh, they are and and the thing is I don't it's quite funny because some people kind of said I, I didn't realize how religious this was and we all were singing these songs regardless of what religion we are but I think the main message behind it is just the togetherness of singing as a group um, and quite a lot of the time these songs had actions and you could join in with the actions it's got the whole world in the sands tiny little baby so if you're religious that's great if that song means something to you in terms of the message um, the kind of the religious message but if you're not religious then you can still get something out of it in terms of um all the other uh kind of themes of of uh togetherness and um, inclusivity yeah absolutely and do you think those traditional songs do you think they still have a place today even though we are starting to you know use pop songs and, and and other songs do you think there's still a place for um he's got the whole world in his hands lord of the dance shine jesus shine yeah i i definitely think so i i really do and i think that um what would be great if there's some kind of revival if if anything kind of positive comes of these videos is that it's seen by music teachers or it's seen by even kids at school that are, are watching it think oh can we sing this song in school this this sounds like a great one um so I definitely think that there's still a place for a lot of these songs um even even if they have some kind of religious element I think it's they're just such great tunes and do you, do you think that musically that they are uh, great songs like well written like beautiful songs well I think I think there's two things in there I think first of all a lot of them are actually very very nice songs and just really easy to sing and um, great chords and all of that kind of stuff and great, great words. Another part of it is what makes a great song, something that can stick in your mind. It's, that's a successful song because as, as I've seen by posting these videos is that it, these songs have made such a huge impact on people's lives that even now, after tw 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever, how long it's been since you've been at school, these songs unlock an emotion or a memory or some kind of nostalgia to a time that you've not thought about for such a long time and that's probably why the reaction to it's been the way it has and i've i've had such lovely messages from people saying something along the lines of um i sat down and watched through loads of your videos last night with my daughter and my mum we've got three generations of us all singing um all singing these songs together and and it's, so it's just kind of brought us together and that kind of thing it's just it's so nice and i think after everything that's been happening in the world over the last couple of years it's just great to be able to unlock a bit of nostalgia or unlock these positive emotions 
and not just have it as nostalgia actually but kind of revisit it and you can sing along and a, a few churches have actually messaged me to say oh after seeing your videos we've done a come and praise uh bang is sing along night you know lovely that's a great so idea <laughs> i've i've got the uh i've got the original book here this uh this thing that a lot of people used to sing from okay and uh this is kind of this has got is that your of... assembly bangers bible <laughs> pretty much pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah um, and what do you think about um you know some of these songs are overtly religious um yeah. what do you think about schools adapting some of the lyrics to make them more inclusive if they are maybe in a in a really ethnically diverse yeah and sort of culturally diverse uh, part of the country because I know the um so the brownies there the brownie promise they adapted that instead to instead of saying um I think it was to love God um they yeah. changed it to love my God for example yeah. so what are your thoughts on making those changes well I think first of all um whatever we can do to make people sing in schools is is great and the more inclusive the better and the last thing you want to do with singing in any form is to exclude people because you want everyone joining in and just the the confidence that um, pupils can get from singing with their peers is so great. And if if they're singing words they don't believe in, then having an option which is more neutral that can include everyone, I think is a really good, it's a really good idea. And um, I'm actually kind of working on a project behind the scenes, which hopefully will get off the ground which is going to be kind of like a best of uh, school assembly songs, plus a few new ones that are inclusive of all, they're, they're not kind of overtly religious, but have, have a nice message that will appeal to all, all students. So that's something I'm quietly working on in the background. Okay, well, great. Well, I was gonna ask you what, what's, yeah. um, what's coming up, um, but going back to your viral success now, um, do you feel famous? And have you had a moment where you thought, mm, maybe I'm a little bit famous now? I I definitely don't feel famous, um, but I did have, I've had a few moments that have just been quite amusing. So I was, I was actually in, in Cardiff uh, about a month ago for a music festival and it was, I was at some kind of club night and it was 1 a.m. And it was a Craig, Craig Charles DJ set. And I was, I was on the edge of the dance floor, which was so kind of incongruous with all of this. And a, a woman came up to me with her husband and said, oh, um, I actually spoke to my friend and said, I just want to ask, is, is that the guy that does um, songs for children on, on Instagram? <laughs> and, and she said, oh, can I have a picture? I watch all of his videos and, and all of this kind of stuff. So I think that was hilarious just because it was so it just felt so strange to be in that context of yeah, a, unexpected. a club night <laughs> and, and have someone come up to me and get a picture with me saying, oh, I, I love your videos and things like that. So, um, and and also, as we mentioned before about the, the, the video being featured on Loose Women and some radio shows and things like that. Um, as I mentioned, when you put stuff on social media, I guess you just never know who's going to see it. So it's the whole numbers game on social media is a funny one as well because you can get so obsessed with it it's thinking oh this video only got 2,000 views whereas my last one got 20,000 views you know or um I've just lost 10 followers this week what have I done wrong uh, or on the other hand say oh I've got 100,000 followers on TikTok that's amazing I'm you know I've got all these people following me but actually it's it's so easy to obsess over it, but I think the main thing is just to think about what kind of impact the videos are having and, and what you're putting out um, because I think, well, you can get 100,000 views with a video of you falling over. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, but what impact does that have? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I am glad that the video that kind of went a bit mad was a video of me playing the piano and singing. And that was something related to the work I do and came across in a good light, I think. So um, rather than and, something... <laughs> Yeah, me getting me getting pranked or, or just falling over and make, yeah, making yeah. an idiot of myself. Um, well, that brings me nicely to the, my next question, because I was going to ask um, how the students and the other teachers that you work with have responded to your, your social media success. So they will have seen all of these videos and listened to them. And, and you know, what do they say to you about that when you're in the classroom? 
it's it's been a really funny mixture of uh, approaches actually so some of my pupils absolutely love it and they say oh um how many views have you got uh, how many followers have you got today how many um how many views did this one get what are you what are you making are you doing another to kind of be in your tiktok all this kind of stuff so asking me like a million questions about it um and i have to say sorry you can't be in my tiktok videos um <laughs> i'd have to get permission from a million people and and yeah i don't think it's the best thing but um a lot of the the pupils are very supportive just because they're actually on it that's bit, well usually the older ones kind of year six year seven age and um some of them have no idea what's going on so they don't they don't mention it but with the teachers it's been interesting so uh at one of the schools i teach at I've had a few people say, oh, I saw saw your videos. It popped up on my thing. And then someone in the staff room will come up to me and show me their phone and say, oh, look who popped up on my, on my, uh, <laughs> or, or it, it'll be someone messaging them completely independently saying, oh, have you seen this guy? He's great. And then they'll say, oh yeah, he works yeah, at my school. Yeah, I, I, I work with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually the new school I started teaching at, funnily enough, the job came about partly through the social media stuff, which is pretty amazing. And just it such, is, yeah. such a great thing because I, I was recommended as a teacher, as a singing teacher. And then they, they had all, also seen the stuff online and they said, oh, you're setting a great example as a singing teacher. It's great content and you're very engaging with people and it's got people into singing. How would you like to come and teach at our school? And I said, that sounds brilliant because one of the schools I teach at, unfortunately, went it went under last year uh, at Christmas and they had to close. Um, so from from that, I had a bit of free time. So luckily I, I had another offer pretty quickly after that from another school and they, they kind of asked me how many pupils I wanted because everyone wants to come and sing with me, which is so nice. That's amazing. And it's, it's also nice to hear that, um, I mean, I, I know that you, you've listened to the um, interview I did with Tommy TikTok. Yeah. Um, but, for so long, teachers have been been terrified of being on social media and how that will affect their uh, professional career. But it's really nice to see actually some teachers can navigate social media. They can put really good content out there and actually they can um, put themselves forward in a really good light and be able to do to do both. Um, yeah, I nice. have a lot of respect for Tommy TikTok. First of all, his videos are hilarious and he's absolutely smashing it on there. Yeah. Um, and second of all, the fact that he goes around the school uh, before it's open <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff and you know, doing all these things around the school. I'm, I'm way too scared to do that. I'd, I think as, as a visiting singing teacher, I, I don't think I quite have the right level of um, yeah i think you need to really have your, yeah. your feet under the table to be able to sort of prance around the the, the school building at 7 a.m dressed up as um i don't know a headmaster or you exactly know, exactly i've done a number of videos in in my teaching room but i've yeah i've not put a wig on and started dancing around the <laughs> assembly hall yet yes there's always time there's yes always time. so yeah. um i see that you're doing actual events um yeah. what have you got lined up tell us what you've got lined up and, and where all this is going so I did a an assembly bangers sing along evening in a cabaret theatre in Soho, which is probably the only time ever that's been done at a at a club, which is normally <laughs> uh, normally hosts kind of drag acts and and cabaret. But it, it actually worked really well. And the guy that runs the venue said, I said to him, "Oh, this I know this this is a bit of an odd thing to put on at, at your venue." And he said, "No, I love it. I love it. It's a great concept." And um, uh, it, it actually worked really nicely. So I had the piano there. I had a couple of guests singing some some other, not assembly songs, but nostalgic stuff. So what I did, the concept of it was I did a top 20 uh, assembly bangers and I made a PDF of all the lyrics and I actually attached it to like a QR code, which I printed out and put on all the tables. Nice, so people okay. people could scan this QR code and then on their phone, they've got all the words um, and so they could sing along. So I said, we're going to take the school assembly to the 21st century. Uh, and I'd, unfortunately, I was actually thinking of buying one of those old OHPs, overhead projectors <laughs> on eBay, but I thought, I think that's going to be way too much hassle. <laughs> and I don't even know if it work anymore. Uh, and the, this worked perfectly. Everyone could read the words off their phone. And I intermixed that with some other stuff. So I did a few kind of um, uh, like Disney songs and some other kind of nostalgic tunes. And then I did a few, a couple of original songs as well. Um, because I'm, I'm working on some original songs for schools 
too. So, um, and then some songs from The Simpsons, which was uh, that's a video I'm going to do soon as well. So yeah, also also that of sounds stuff. like it was a great night. It was a great time, and and actually, I was thinking it could work as a concept for like Edinburgh Fringe Festival, something like that, where I think after a few drinks especially towards the end of the concert, people started really getting into it. At first, people were a little bit shy. I, I tried to do a couple of warm-ups and tongue twisters with them um, uh, just to get people out of their comfort zone because I know it's it's kind of very different. But I think after a few drinks, people will be really just belting them out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, amazing. So um, if you could make one change to the music curriculum, or how music is taught, or or how music is um, enjoyed in schools. What change would you make? Yeah, so a, I know a, it's a big question. It's a big question, <laughs> and I think first of all, I'm just going to talk about just singing in schools because obviously that's my experience and the singing exams and all of that kind of stuff. And it's it's a really big um, it's a really big kind of debate between whether you should take singing exams or whether you should just do singing for the love of it and I can definitely see both sides of the argument because with singing you kind of you do want to be able to work towards a goal so singing exams are great in that let's say at the end of the year I'm going to do my grade three exam and I need to learn these three songs and think about how I'm going to perform them how I'm going to engage with the text and then you've got the other things like the oral questions where you have to test yourself on your listening skills and also sight reading where you have to try and sing a piece of music um, without having heard it before. So all of that's great in a way because it tests lots of different skills and it gives pupils a goal to work towards. However, a lot of people can get really anxious about it and just not enjoy it whatsoever. And then by the time it gets to the exam, they're just super stressed, super anxious. And I've had some people crying before just because they're so scared. And I think there's a whole kind of question debate and about the amount of assessments at schools and the amount of exams you have to do at schools. And I'm not going to obviously get into all of that on a wider level, <laughs> but you can boil that down. You can kind of take all of those questions and, and kind of put it in a music context and think for some people, it's not the way to go. For some people, they really excel with that. They think, great, I've got a goal. I've got to work towards my grade four exam. Um, I need to get better at this, that, and the other, and we'll work through that together. And for some people, it's just, just not for them. And they just want to have half an hour of singing some tunes to brighten their day. You know, it's just yeah, as simple just, as that. They just yeah, have a great- enjoy it. Yeah. Have a great sing-along. I'll try and help them out as best I can in terms of um, making their I don't know, working on specific things like diction or breath control or things like that. But some people just want to have a good sing along for half an hour, you know. Um, and it might be that they've had pressure from the school or from parents or whatever to push them towards an exam focused uh, path. But so in terms of changing anything, I would probably not say that everyone should go for exams that it should be, there should be a little bit more flexibility there. And in terms of what they're actually exam, um, they're examined on, I think there should be a little bit more creativity personally um, and improvisation. I know that one example started bringing that in. So getting singers to just make up some of their own stuff, maybe even make up their own song and, and be critiqued on that possibly. Um, and also, actually, a number of the, I think, the, syllabus, the exam syllabuses that they sing from aren't necessarily the most uh, broad in terms of what they can sing and, and which kind of composer they sing. So there's not as many female composers, there aren't as many uh, people of colour that have written. And, and so I think being able to sing songs from different backgrounds would be great to encourage that a lot more because there aren't that many of them in the exam syllabuses. So I think making it more diverse and more inclusive because mm. it's you know so many people want to sing and so many different backgrounds want to sing I think for people from um, all, all different backgrounds if they can see something that they can relate to um, I think that they'll definitely engage with it a lot mm. more. I think that's a recurring theme across um, mm. a lot of um, uh, exams in different subjects and at different levels that there's there's just not an awful lot of diversity 
um so yeah i mean that would be i mean that sounds like a great step forward hope someone at the top is listening <laughs> well i mean if they want someone to work with then you know all <laughs> here he is james partridge yeah. i've got a, i've got a lot of thoughts about how things could be changed so um i think just just going back to what singing is which is just a joyous experience um and slightly less away from the you have to do this you have to do this more prescriptive model and maybe getting a little bit more creativity would be amazing lovely um so i always finish with my guests with the same question and um i i keep saying that i will write a book about this because uh, so i always ask who was your favorite teacher at school and why and there i've had such a range of answers um it's it just reflects, I think, how important teachers are in, in all of our lives and, and how much they, they shape us. So James Partridge, who was your favorite teacher in school and why? So I've been thinking about so many teachers that have impacted my life. And first of all, I wanted to talk about my, my music teachers because of course, what an impact that had for me, especially with all these songs we used to sing at school um, and the love that was instilled uh, of music in me by those teachers but I have to say I think the number one teacher and this is going to sound very cheesy but so my dad actually taught at my school he was a teacher at my school and he taught me GCST French and so he taught me for three years and he was what I think is the absolute model of what a good teacher is someone who knows their stuff inside out is just excellent at keeping the focus of um, of the pupils. And in terms of discipline, he had a, a quiet air of respect around him where people didn't mess around. And then every now and then, if someone didn't pay, if someone was messing around or hadn't done the homework or something, you would know that that was not, that was not great. And then he wouldn't have to raise his voice because there's just an air of kind of respect. And to have that without having to kind of shout through every lesson was just, just an amazing thing to have, just that, um, that, that level of respect that pupils will sit there and listen to you without feeling like they need to push, push it. And if you get the odd person that does, then they get put back in their place quite quickly, <laughs> but without having to be screamed at, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think just seeing how my dad taught for three years and he was a teacher for 35 years, something like that, a very long time. And just that dedication to not just in the classroom, but seeing him work outside the classroom was very interesting because a lot of people that go into teaching wouldn't necessarily have seen that. And I saw firsthand how much work he put in outside of the classroom, doing the lesson plans, doing the marking, working through the school holidays, um, which isn't necessarily the best thing all the time, but um, just that absolute see the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Dedication and commitment and love, love of the subject as well, you know, and just walking around town uh, at a weekend and having boys come up to me and say, hello, sir. Oh, I remember you from when you taught me 20 years ago. I still think you're my favorite teacher and all this kind of stuff. So oh, that's lovely. Just the impact, seeing the impact that he had on so many people's lives, I think was amazing. Lovely. That's really nice. That's a really nice way to end. Yeah. And really nice because we have Father's Day just around the corner, don't we, in a couple of weeks, just over two weeks, I think. Um, right. Well, oh, yeah. James. It's, it's been such a pleasure to hear all about uh, your thoughts on, on music and singing and assembly bangers mm. and to hear what you've done, what you're doing next. And I've especially enjoyed the intros. Um, I hope all of our listeners have as well. I'm wondering whether they, how they scored. I wonder if anyone beat my eight out of 10, um, which is a score I'm proud of. Very good. Um, but James, thank you very much. And um, and maybe we will have James back again soon. Right. So that is the end of that conversation today. Um, if you want to find out more about James or you want to watch some of his um, Assembly Bangers videos, you can find him on all of the social media platforms. Just look up James Partridge or um, Assembly Bangers. That's it for me this week. I've got some lovely shine shines shows lined up for you over the next few weeks. And I look forward to seeing you then. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org.
We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.